It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. What is going on? Welcome to the show. It is September 14th, 2020. And the show is made possible by patrons like Daniel, Jocelyn, Gary, and Trent, Marlon, Nick, Lori, Catherine, Monica, and Les. I appreciate the support. Couldn't do the show without you. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I do appreciate that as well. Remember, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, It's the way to help the show. If you uh, cannot become a patron, don't want to become a patron, you just want to support the program, then subscribe to the podcast. That's uh, And, of course, obviously, listen to the podcast, which you're doing right now. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. So Mo Davis has finally addressed the nasty tweets. Maybe now the local paper will actually do a story on it. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but maybe, maybe they do. We shall see. We're, we're monitoring the situation. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know if they get around to covering a story. You know, I mean, early voting uh, absentee by mail already underway. You would think you would want voters to have as much information as possible. Uh, but uh, well, maybe not. Maybe not. The show is also made possible by the good folks at General Equipment Rental in Weaverville. Uh, if you are looking for, well, really any kind of equipment, if you're a general contractor and you need a tool, piece of equipment for uh, you know one particular job, and you don't want to go out and buy this piece of equipment because you rarely use it, well, General Equipment Rental uh, is your source for these types of tools. Um, but right now, they also have got a bunch of the Karcher Misters. Okay, the, it's a misting uh, system, and it rolls around. It's like the size of a shop vac. It rolls around on four wheels. It has a cordless uh, spray nozzle, and you just spray stuff down with the vital oxide disinfectant, and then you're good to go. Everything's sanitized. It's disinfected. Uh, it actually also gets rid of mold and mildew and fungi as well. But not this fungi, but other funguses, fungi. Uh, It's an all-in-one, hospital-grade, EPA-approved germicidal disinfectant sanitizer and deodorizer. It kills 99.9% of infection-causing bacteria and viruses, including, yes, coronavirus. You don't even have to rinse it down afterwards. It's non-toxic. It's hypoallergenic. It has no odor. It has no color. It is 100% biodegradable, so it's safe for kids and pets and food contact surfaces. So obviously, you can imagine the applications here. So many. Uh, you know, Obviously, if you uh, own a business and you want to make sure that it's safe for customers and employees, but also you know, around your house, you got uh, people coming in, or maybe you're going to be uh, uh, entertaining some people and you want to have everything cleaned ahead of time or afterwards, this will take care of that. Child care facilities. Maybe you're running uh, the child care facility at the church when people come to worship and you uh, want to make sure that the, the place is disinfected. How about that? Homeowners, hair salons, venue operators, property and apartment managers get the Karcher misting system with vital oxide disinfectant from general equipment rental in Weaverville. So you just go down, you pick it up, you know, once a week. Uh, If you want to do it regularly, you do it once a week and you're good. Like for seven to 10 days, you just have to spot clean the high traffic areas. Okay, go to generalrents.com and check out all of the details on the Karcher misting system, but also all of the other uh, equipment that they've got. Uh, it's generalrents.com. If you go to generalrents.com slash Pete, you can get a coupon for two free cloth face coverings. General Equipment Rental in Weaverville, generalrents.com, and think outside your toolbox. So full disclosure, 
Uh, I'm playing injured today. I'm playing hurt. I bit my tongue yesterday at dinner. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, hard enough where it, it bled. And so the right side of my tongue is is swollen. And so if you you think I sound injured as I speak, that's the reason why. Also, you probably didn't even realize it until I said it, but that's what's <clears throat> that's what's going on. I'm very self-aware of it, self-conscious of it, mainly because every time I say a word that requires my tongue to hit the side of my teeth, it hurts. So, <laughs> well, so we'll try to <clears throat> we'll try to get through the program today. I'm a soldier. I carry on. I am a giver. Okay. So speaking of giving, Mo Davis has finally given a statement on the Twitter account, and I have it in front of me. The statement from Mo Davis about his Twitter account reads as follows, quote, I have displayed colorful language and used blunt talk throughout my life, and it has shown up on innumerable occasions in my social media posts. So I love this passive voice he adopts, that the language just showed up. I don't know. I, I talk like this. It's, you know, it's what I do. And then it just shows up on my Twitter account. <laughs> no, you wrote those things. You did that. It didn't show up there. You wrote it. He says, uh, the reason why, he says it's showed up, uh, uh, shown up on innumerable occasions in my social media posts, as I have little patience for those who would hurt our country or undermine our values as Americans. Really, see, it, this is his one negative attribute is that he cares too much. You know, that's really what's going on here. He, he just, he cares too much about America and about our values and principles, and so you know, that, that's why he just, he lashes out at people that he perceives to be as Nazis, because he just cares so much, you see. I have criticized politicians who have sold out those values for personal or career gain. I have chastised those who use Christianity as a weapon or tool to enrich themselves. I have also done so in my personal capacity. And yes, I have used graphic language at times to do it. Okay, so... He's owning it, shall we say. Okay, he says, like many Americans, particularly over the past four years, I have become upset and enraged by the extremism of the Republican Party and the actions of the Trump administration that continue to incite violence and denigrate our soldiers as losers. Oh, Lord. It's just this, it's just this war in that, that President Johnson, right? Is that the line? Isn't that the line from uh, Forrest Gump? I would play it for you, but I would get sued, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, this was this was the reason that what was it? Jenny's boyfriend, the guy who was the radical leftist guy, remember? And he 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 hits her at the Black Panther party, and Forrest Gump loses it and just goes over and pummels the dude. And uh, and then when he's walking with Jenny the next morning and Jenny's getting ready to get on the bus and there's that radical guy with the, the boyfriend and he's like, you know, basically blaming the Vietnam War and LBJ for for why he punched her. That's what Mo Davis is doing here. He's that dude at the bus. He's the guy at the bus. Uh, and I know he, he he says it's just this this war in that SOB Johnson. Right. That's the quote. Except he doesn't say SOB. I'm cleaning it up here. You know, come on. It's a kid-friendly show. 
So as uh, <laughs> he says, that's essentially why he uses this language. See, it's not his fault. Even though he talks like this his entire life, it's really not his fault. See, it's you guys who drove me to do this. He cares so much, you see. And it's these it's these people that he, he's calling Nazis and fascists and, and you know, uh, envisioning and fantasizing about about squashing their necks and spines into the pavement of under his heel. Uh, like, that's the kind of imagery that is so pervasive in his mind, and it's really their fault. If they weren't who they were, then <laughs> he wouldn't feel this way, you see? Dude's got anger management issues. I'm really starting to, uh, I'm really starting to, to believe this. He says, at times, um, I took out my anger on social media and said things using language that some might find offensive. I apologize if that is the case and offer a simple solution. Don't follow me on my personal Twitter account. Well, I can't. He blocked me. So <laughs> is the, this is the I'm sorry if you got offended non-apology. That's what he's that, that this is the approach he's taking. Um, by the way, he's still going with this whole Donald Trump called the troops losers. He's still promoting this smear, despite the fact that people that were there, uh, including General John Kelly's chief of staff, that guy was there and said this never happened. John Bolton, not a fan of Donald Trump's. Uh, he says he was there, didn't happen, right? So the, the story has been debunked. In my opinion, the story has been debunked at this point. You've got four people that refuse to go on the record, and you've got two people on the record saying, I was there, this didn't happen. So uh, the fact that Mo Davis continues to spread this lie, that's, that's strike one, okay? Strike one. Down below, he's got another strike. And by the way, he addressed this um, on his Mo Q&A, yeah, that he does on Facebook, uh, Ask Mo events. Uh, and I... I I watched, well, I did not watch all of it. I watched like the first half. Gosh, they're boring. But um, I've got the his answer as well. When so, you know he, he wants to address this right out of the gate. So uh, I've got his audio. I want to play that in a second. First, I'm going to get through the uh, uh, more of his statement here that he put out. He says, as a father and a veteran who proudly served my country. I don't know why he needs to put as a father in here, but whatever. As father and a veteran who proudly served my country, I find it particularly egregious for my opponent to launch a negative attack on a day when we should be remembering the civilians who lost their lives on this day in 2001 and the soldiers who gave the ultimate sacrifice in the wars that followed. So again, I, maybe there was a sentence he chopped out there that originally would have referenced something about kids and being a father. I'm not sure, but uh, he, he finds it offensive. So oh, uh, he's offended now. See, the guy who, who can offend others and, oh, I'm sorry if you got offended, that's on you. But now he's going to be offended. See, this is the thing about about always being offended while offending other people. Look, I recognize that sometimes I say stuff, this might surprise you, but I recognize that sometimes the things I say might be considered to be offensive to other people. I, For real, I know, it's true. It's what I've heard over the years. Um, but this is, this is the trade-off for me, is that I'm really not offended by much. I'm really not. Uh, I can be, I can get ticked off and aggravated by things, frustrated, but the whole I'm offended at you no, I because that that's my choice. I've always viewed it as this. It's my choice to be offended. 
I can I can listen to what you're saying and think, okay, you're an idiot, and then just move on. What you think about me really doesn't matter much to me, right? Like, if you're arguing against me and you call me names, why would I be offended? You're obviously an idiot, right? Because you're wrong. <laughs> well, I don't hold any opinions that I believe are wrong. Who does, right? So, no, I, I choose not to be offended at virtually everything, okay? Um, now, that being said, I guess there are things that might be offensive, uh, that that I come across every now and again, but uh, this idea that you know he's going to be offended because Madison Cawthorn put out an attack ad against him, citing his own tweets on September 11th, and how dare you, sir, on 9/11 of all days? By the way, the original tweet when Mo Davis said, screw the they go low, we go high BS. When NCGOP extremists go low, we stomp their scrawny pasty necks with our heels. And once you hear the sound of a crisp snap, you grind your heel hard and twist it slowly side to side for good measure. He needs to know who whooped his butt. That tweet was sent out on 9 11. 9 I'm not kidding. The guy who is offended at this attack that you would use my own tweet against me on 9 11. He sent the tweet out on 9 11. Th- this guy has got serious problems. Uh, it, well, he's a lawyer, so he tries to frame all of these things. And I've got an example of how he goes so far to try to frame something, and it's like, dude, just stop. Really? Just stop. Like the whole Nazi thing. Like, oh, yeah, he could be a Nazi. I flat out gave him an opportunity at the first debate. I said, would you like to make the charge directly? Would you like to call him a Nazi or a white supremacist right now to his face? And, of course, he didn't. He did not take the opportunity to do so. Why? He he doesn't believe it, but he's saying it. He's saying everything but those exact words. So why would you run away from that? Your words. You're calling him a white supremacist, a neo-Nazi. You've all but said that he is these things, so why not accuse him of being those things? No, that's okay. I just I just want to lay out all of this evidence and lead people to conclude the thing that I want them to conclude without having the courage to say what it is you mean to say. If you're going to call somebody a Nazi, then freaking call him a Nazi already. Just be done with it instead of this clever-by-half approach. It's just, I have very little patience for it. Not that I'm offended by it. I'm just saying I have very little patience for it. Um, because he's pretending, what, it's, a form, it, it's a form of mental abuse is what he's engaging in. It's gaslighting. It's, I'm going to walk all the way up to the line of calling you a neo-Nazi, but not call you a neo-Nazi to make you doubt your perception of reality that I am, in fact, doing everything short of calling you a neo-Nazi. This is his tactic. And it's, it's the tactic of a sociopath. That's gaslighting is a tactic of sociopaths, narcissists. Okay. Uh, As a father and oh, I already read that statement. Sorry. He says, let me be clear on this. These are tweets. This is blunt language. That's all it is. Oh, let me quote. What was it? Uh, uh, Who was it? Barack Obama. Just words, right? Martin Luther King's I have a dream speech. Just words. This is very powerful. See, words can actually move people. And it's interesting, this new approach, this new understanding of the impact of the words in that uh, I'm old enough to remember when putting a target on a congressional map 
to say, hey, we want to target this congressional district for electoral victory. And that was seen as inciting violence. Mo Davis is accusing the president of inciting violence and uh, by his words and his tweets. And then he turns around and says, these are just tweets. That's all this is. It's just blunt language. See, so when the other guy does it, it's bad. It's inciting violence. When he does it, they're just tweets. This is what I talk about when the, like this, this goes beyond double standards, right? Because that's why I asked him the question at the first debate. You know, you're demanding another standard of somebody else that you refuse to live by. How are you supposed to represent people that you call these names? You called them Klansmen. How are they supposed to accept and believe you when you say that you're going to represent their interests? You obviously believe this stuff. He says, as I've said before, this election is not about caustic tweets from the past. These are from like within the last 11 months, dude. The, 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 the one that everybody's talking about was literally one year ago on 9-11. But he's written, he's, he, he's used that same sort of phraseology many times in different tweets, before and after. The, the, these, are, these are not things from the distant past. And even if they were from the distant paths, uh, past, this guy has been making political hay off of tweets and actions and words that his opponent said and did six years ago. So he's using six-year-old information in order to attack his opponent, but doesn't want you to read his tweets from last month. See what I mean? The consistent application of standards. He's demanding we reject that as a principle. He demands that you hold him to a lower standard than his opponent, while pretending that he's holding himself to a higher one. That's gaslighting. And uh, I've got his audio here. Let's go ahead and play. This is the first clip of Mo Davis from his uh, Ask Mo events that he does on Facebook pretty regularly. And he started right out of the gate the other day. This was September 10th. Um, He started right out of the gate addressing the Twitter controversy. You may have seen it. uh, You know, it's really, I think, rather pathetic that uh, my opponent, who has no qualifications, uh, to serve in Congress. You know, as someone said, he's not even a well-qualified 25-year-old, much less a well-qualified candidate to, to serve in, in Congress. But he's resorted to the, the tactic that folks on the other side often use, and that's to swift boat your opponent. You remember that started with John Kerry and it's extended on with the, uh, a year ago, it was Dan McCready, you know, another military veteran who got trashed Uh, by the Republicans. Okay, this idea, and I mentioned this last week, but this is another example of the lies that Democrats tell and the way they corrupt language. This term swift boating, it doesn't, it has come to mean because Democrats and their allies in the media get to control the narrative and the language so much. Uh, it has, I think that that grip has loosened somewhat because of social media and now conservatives are better able to compete. Uh, but uh, this shows you the power that they had as recently as 2004 because the Swift Boat Veterans for Truth, this was a so-called 527 group, uh, which you don't really even hear about anymore. They're all super PACs now, right? Uh, But this was a group of veterans that served with John Kerry. 
He was their swift boat commander. And they came out and said, the things that he is saying about his service are not true. And they held a press conference, and it was ignored by the mainstream media at first until John Kerry finally addressed it. And once Kerry addressed it, then all of a sudden people um, started covering it. But this idea that these veterans, uh, what should not have been allowed to... Uh, to challenge John Kerry's accounts of his own bravery when the people who served with him said that he did not act the way he said he did, right? This is not something like, because now what Mo Davis is saying is that now it's just any kind of a, a trash campaign or a smear campaign against a veteran. And that's not true. That's not where the term came from. Now, that's what the Democrats have turned it into because they believed that all of the attacks on John Kerry were meritless. I do not. I thought some of the attacks on John Kerry had a great deal of merit. For example, when they say that he lied about certain uh, certain acts that he took and actions he was part of, like when he said he was in Cambodia, and uh, no, he wasn't actually, and that was disproven. That he was never in Cambodia. So he lied about that. He went to a congressional uh, hearing and he testified about all of these atrocities that he saw. Lie it again, right? So John Kerry was, quote, swift boated by his former comrades, people that served with him, veterans. So, so what Mo Davis now is trying to position himself as just a victim here of being trashed for his military service. And that is not what has occurred here at all. Nobody's trashing him for his military service. No one's accusing him of lying about his military service. It's got nothing to do with it. But again, like th this positioning of himself as a victim in, in through this prism is another form of gaslighting you, saying that, oh, I'm being unfairly smeared because of my service or something. No, you're being smeared because you smeared people. You're being called to account, actually, right? You're being called to account for the garbage things you have said. That's what's occurring. And I'm sorry, not sorry, if that's offensive to you. And I'm sorry, not sorry, if now you're worried that you may not win this thing, or if money is drying up, or if support that the National Democrats may have been thinking about helping you out, now that's gone away. Because, oh my God, have you seen what this guy has tweeted? I almost get the feeling. Almost. I don't know if this is true, but I almost get the feeling that all of this has been a play for MSNBC contributor spots. I do. I wonder if all of this has been an effort to stay relevant after retirement. So this way you can still get booked as a talking head, because if you're a candidate and even if you lose, if you say this kind of stuff, you will be guaranteed speaking gigs with MSNBC, they will bring you on and uh, let you, you know, engage in your diarrhea of the mouth uh, because they want to uh, promote your messaging to their audience. And, oh, look at him. He's a military person. He can say all of these things because, you know, military means Republican. But no, we found one who will say really awful things about Republicans. Here he is. Let's give him a hand, everybody. Say some awful things, Colonel. <laughs> that's that's the role he wants to play it seems oh i have no doubt if he wins he'd be more than happy you know to go up there and run his mouth like this as well by the way he made these comments while he was still a civil servant did you know that it didn't even i didn't even realize this find the um avl watchdog website kudos to them 
for finally covering this story, for finally going in depth on some of these tweets, on some of his language that he's used and the way he's described his potential constituents, the voters that he needs, people that he's asking to support him, that he's calling Klansmen. Okay. Davis authored many of the explicit and R-rated posts while he was an administrative law judge for the U.S. Department of Labor from 2015 to 2019 when he retired. He was saying this stuff when he was a government employee. He was a judge. He was an administrative law judge. That's pretty amazing, don't you think? So what makes you think he's going to be any better as, as an elected official? Because you would think there would be some bit of, I don't know, self-restraint, some maturity, uh, if you are a civil servant, if you're a judge. But you can't even muster that kind of self-restraint and maturity as a judge. What chance do you think he's going to exhibit those qualities as a congressman? Come on. By the way, Citizen Times still has not covered this story. Now, maybe they'll get around to republishing the AVL watchdog story because they've done that before. All of the previous Madison Cawthorn stories, they've been more than happy to run all of those that AVL Watchdog has done. But now that they've done a, uh, oh, and the positive story, they did a glowing hagiography on uh, Mo Davis uh, about a week or so ago, right before the debate. Uh, and, and Citizen Times ran that story. Local media ran that story. Uh, but for some reason, this one, with all the tweets readily accessible, just, I don't know, it just... It, some reason they just can't figure out the story can't can't get it published well you know there's so many tweets like you don't even have to look at all the tweets guys you don't there's now enough of a, a public body of evidence heck just follow uh mark cates on twitter and you can see all of uh what he has found he spent like two days going through mo davis's tweets uh, taking screenshots of them and such <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> people have already done this work for you. All right, I'm going to get back to that in a minute. First, if you are looking for a mattress, look no further than Mattress Man. Mattressmanstores.com. Uh, mattress Man's got four local stores here in Asheville, Arden, and Hendersonville, uh, but they also have great deals going on right now. For example, the triple zero deal uh, where you get... Uh, uh, zero interest for 24 months. You don't have to make a payment for 90 days and you don't even have to show up with money. Zero down. Zero, zero, zero. They also have a uh, $399 10-inch queen-size gel memory foam mattress. So 10 inches thick there. Uh, queen-size gel memory foam mattress for $399. That is a fantastic deal. My wife and I, we've got a, a memory foam and we love it. Uh, you can also pick up a free box spring with the purchase of the Biltmore mattress line uh, by Restonic. These are made out of Fayetteville, so made in America. And these are the mattresses used in the Biltmore properties. Uh, you can also get a free adjustable base with the purchase of select mattresses. Uh, go check them out online at mattressmanstores.com. And uh, and if you do, by the way, send me a note. Let me know how it went, your experience. I'm always interested to know uh, how people you know, enjoy the services and products that I'm uh, promoting to them. I mean, I, I do my due diligence to find good employers and good uh, businesses locally to, uh, to endorse. And Mattress Man's one of the best. I uh, got an email the other day from Manuel who said uh, about a month ago they bought a mattress from Mattress Man in Hendersonville. 
They provided the outstanding service uh, at what I thought was a great price. As you said, delivery and setup was done very professionally, as you mentioned, on your podcast. So, uh, yeah, let me know for any of the any of the businesses that I promote. Uh, but Mattress Man, uh, they have white glove delivery service. They ship nationwide. They have a 120-day comfort guarantee. Let the sleep consultants at their stores help you pick the right mattress for you, okay? Go check them out online, mattressmanstores.com, or go into any of the four local stores. Experience the difference at Mattress Man. Buy local and sleep better. All right, back to the audio clip here from the Q&A with MOE the other night that occurred on Facebook. He's uh, talking about the Twitter account and his offensive tweets. Well, he's, you know, I'm sorry if you were offended. And so my opponent's doing that now with with. Uh, trying to swift boat my record since oh, he has none. That's not that again. That's not what swift boating means. Oh God! And I think it it says a lot about how he was raised, and it says a lot about his character. So now he's attacking Madison Cawthorn's parents. It says a lot about how he was raised. By the way, Madison Cawthorn's dad, a Marine. So you can't tell me that that's some sort. That's not a a swipe at Marine dad, right? Why else would you why else would you say that like that? That's a testament to his upbringing. Well, I can say that your tweets is a testament to your upbringing, right? Again, gaslighting. Yeah, I think it's more of a statement about him than it is about me. Your tweets are not a statement about him. Your tweets are a statement about you. Him directing people's attention to your nasty tweets is still a statement about you, not him. Okay? Of all the things for him to be upset about, like this is not one of them. You don't have a legitimate claim to be offended or upset or surprised or outraged that he's using your tweets to question your fitness for the office. You wrote them, not him. So, uh, you know, go take a look at it. I mean, he actually, you know, has purchased a web domain to, to spread lies. As I told him last night at the debate, when he stops telling lies about me, I'll stop telling the truth about him. So, uh, again, it's, uh, I think, a, a more of a statement about his character than mine. Um, you know, there was some controversy. Uh, he he you know, put out a, a copy to tweet that I'd put out. Uh, it'd be a year tomorrow. You know, tomorrow is 9-11. And the anniversary of uh, the attack that took place that, uh, you know, changed the way that, uh, that, Daily life takes place. Now, we've talked about with coronavirus, what is normal going to be when we're on the other side of the pandemic? And, and what normal was after 9-11 is different than it was before 9-11. But, uh, you know, the tweet I put out, uh, I'm not going to get into uh, <laughs> responding to every, you know, dirt clod he, he throws at me. It's not his clod. Clod, it's yours. Thy clod is thy own. <laughs> you, it, this is not something Madison Cawthorn wrote up. He's not attacking you with his words. All he did is screenshot your words. If you consider this to be an attack, that's on you because you wrote it. You know, I've got over 90,000 tweets and you know, a lot of them are caustic and uh, abrasive and you know, some are, you know, sarcastic, but we could spend every day from now to the election trying to explain tweets. And I'm just not going to do it. I think folks are more interested in <laughs> the issues that are impacting them. And so we're going to try to focus on those. But 
Yeah, that's uh, that's what he's been doing, you see. He's been focusing on the issues that impact the folks, like Madison Cawthorn's uh, dating history and uh, Madison Cawthorn's Instagram post from three years ago. That's the stuff that Mo Davis has been focusing on because that's the stuff that matters to the folks of Western North Carolina, not Mo Davis's tweets from five months ago. Uh, not Mo Davis's characterizations of his potential constituents here as KKK members, right? These are not the things that people are interested in. And he will tell you what things people are interested in uh, because he knows best what things people are interested in uh, because he's not from here. <laughs> he just moved here a year ago and he knows what people of Western North Carolina now are interested in. Um just before he walked down memory lane, let me just uh, run through some of the things that he believes people are not going to be interested in. Calling President Trump a 100% purebred, worthless, scumbag orifice with a racist agenda and a foreign-born nude model third wife. That the Klan is the base of the Republican Party, that Trump rallies are Klan rallies, that an event with Reverend Franklin Graham is a Klan rally, and that the Make America Great Again hats are the new KKK hoods. He calls Trump supporters maggots and the NRA a terrorist organization. These are not things that people care about in Western North Carolina, and he will tell you what you should care about. The issues, you know, the VA and expanding Medicaid and broadband access. These are the things that he cares about. He knows you care about. Uh, oh, and Madison Cawthorn's old Instagram posts and dating and all of that. Um, but um, but not his old stuff. Right. And, and comments he's made uh, of you know, sexually suggestive nature over time. He has made some of those. I i don't have them in front of me. I'm not going to be uh, reading them because I don't want to get one of those little um, labels slapped on my podcast, <laughs> which they will do if you have certain words and then it gets labeled and then it gets uh, throttled back so people can't see it so much. All right. So, um, yeah, he, he has a lot of problematic tweets and he doesn't want to discuss them. And so he's going to pretend that people aren't interested in this when, of course, they absolutely are interested in this. If you are interested in real military surplus then old grouches military surplus is where you need to go old grouches in downtown clyde on main street tim has an expanded line of first aid kits and medical supplies for all kinds of emergencies from scrapes to gunshot wounds with step-by-step instructions that anybody can follow and uh, he's got body armor all kinds these are made to nato specifications uh, these are for in-store purchases or over-the-phone purchases only so no online for that. He also has steel gas cans, the pre-ban old school ones. He's got face masks that are made locally by a disabled veteran family out of military parachutes, so they're lightweight and they're soft. Uh, for more than three decades, Old Grouch's military surplus on Main Street in downtown Clyde. Shop is open Monday through Saturday across the street from the anti-aircraft gun and at oldgrouch.com. All right, back to the Mo Davis statement. With respect to the tweet that has gotten a lot of attention, uh, you have to look back at a year ago and uh, what led to, the, to my tweet. If you recall on September the 10th, a year ago, was the special election in the 9th Congressional District. Mm -hmm. It was a special election that was precipitated by the Republicans committing voting fraud. And then Dan McCready, as I said, a, a military veteran who got trashed and swift, bo vo uh, swift voted. Again, 
Dan McCready got trashed because he was a crummy candidate in, in different ways. Nobody trashed him for his military service. He didn't, as far as I recall, there weren't people coming out saying, I served with Dan McCready and he was actually a coward and he faked his injuries or anything like that. Nobody said anything like that against Dan McCready. He just lost. He just lost in a district that's a Republican-drawn district. So I'm sorry. Yes, now there was a revote or uh, uh, another special election because of the absentee ballot uh, uh, harvesting operation that McCray Dallas was running down there. Yes, absolutely. By the way, that didn't affect the outcome of the election either. There were never enough votes for McCready to have won. So, I, I mean, as if that matters, I'm not advocating like, oh, no big deal because this guy was running a harvesting operation. I'm opposed to them. I'm opposed to them no matter who is doing them. Like when the Democrats are doing them through the Bladen County Improvement Association, I oppose that operation as well. But this was McCray Dallas's operation. But it didn't affect the outcome of the race, right? It didn't swing the, the race to Mark Harris. That was never proven at any rate. Uh, so he's saying the reason here is because... You know, September 10th was that election and Dan McCready lost. So he was mad. He was, oh, he was mad, which now makes me wonder, my God, what is he going to tweet out if he loses his own race? Holy smokes. He might just be uh, like writing entire novels of violence porn against uh, Republicans. We might need to vote this guy in just so he doesn't incite a purge-like event in Western North Carolina. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're offended by that. <laughs> and uh, the Republicans, again, you know, they'll do anything, as I said at the debate, you know, they fear democracy and demographics, and they'll do anything to try to hold on to power, whether it's voter suppression or voter fraud or, or gerrymandering, as we had happen in this district. So okay, so again, I need to address the gerrymandering allegation. And uh, Colonel Davis probably is not aware of this because he didn't live in North Carolina for uh, the last 20 years. But Democrats have been gerrymandering this state so badly for over a century that almost all of the presidential Supreme Court rulings on gerrymandering, like all of them come out of North Carolina. <laughs> The, I mean, the, the, the 12th congressional district, this, it looked like a snake. It was literally, literally as wide as I-85 at some parts. It, it, it went from Charlotte to Greensboro and just followed I-85. There were no houses there. There was nothing connecting them except this interstate. That's how badly they gerrymandered this state. And they did it at the state level. They did it at the congressional level. But you didn't care about that because it preserved Democrats' power. Right. So this idea that Republicans just walked in the door and like introduced this gerrymandering concept to the state of North Carolina, it's absurd. That happened on the 10th and then on the 11th, the anniversary of, of 9-11. If you remember, our, the Democrats, many of the Democrats in, in our state legislature left to attend a 9-11 memorial service. OK, that's not true either. That's actually a lie. Um or is it maybe this is the George Costanza standard of what constitutes a lie? Uh, that is, it, it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> and so, uh, newsflash Democrats were not out at a 9 11 memorial service uh, on 9 11 last year, 2019. That is not true. Because I knew as soon as he started to say this, I knew exactly what he was going to reference the governor's uh, uh, budget veto that the House overrode on September 11th. And when they did, the Republicans then called uh, 
the legislature into session not to override true. Governor Cooper's veto. Not true. None of that's true. That, that, that he's, he's just promulgating a lie that was told on left-wing media in order to make Republicans sound egregious, right? How could they do this? No, they told you they were going to override the governor's veto whenever they could. They were putting it on the agenda every day, right? And now, now here's what happened. There was some sort of a miscommunication, and I don't know what occurred because you've got people on both sides who said no no he he said that um that we weren't going to have a vote and then you got people who said oh no he communicated that we were so i don't know what happened and best i can tell it appears to be a miscommunication between the democratic leadership and the republican leadership that the republicans said something the democrats didn't pass it on to their people and when they uh, and so they didn't show up that morning for the session and republicans did and when they looked around and they were like, whoa, wait a minute, there aren't enough Democrats here. You can actually watch the video. They, they, they did the count, and then they said, we, we've got enough votes to do this override, and they did it. And by the way, Democrats were not at a 9-11 memorial. There was one Democrat who went to a memorial. That's it, one. And he wasn't even in Raleigh at the time. So uh, this is a lie that Davis is telling. So once again, this is the Forrest Gump uh, scene, <laughs> right? It's just this war and that SOB Johnson. That's the reason. That's the reason. You guys just make me so mad by, by doing things that Democrats do, right? And again, I'm not saying this as a justification for the dirty pool politics that, uh, that you know, lawmakers engage in. However... I refuse to play by a standard that y'all aren't going to accept for yourselves. That's where we are right now. Now, speaking of where we are right now, Christy and I are just about ready uh, to uh, to get ourselves a new home. Yeah, thanks to Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team uh, for helping us through the process. We had a lot of questions. We didn't really even know what we wanted to do when we first started. We were like, do we want to build? Do we want to buy? Where do we want to buy? Uh, and we've now settled on a what they call build to suit. So uh, it's a you know a neighborhood that's being developed, and we will uh, we get to make some you know decisions along the way. But it's been very helpful to have experts like Rowena and her team. Uh, help us make the right decisions we've been asking them. I mean, things like, for resale value, should we get this faucet or that faucet? I'm not kidding. We actually asked them that. Uh, and they told us and steered us to a better decision. So if you're buying or selling a house, call Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team and put them to work for you. The phone number is 333-4483. That's 333-4483. The website is Mountain Home Hunt. Dot com, the only agent that I would call, that I did call, Rowena Patton, 333-4483, mountainhomehunt.com. Give her a call yourself and then start packing. All right, back to the more, uh, the uh, audio from Mo Davis here. And when they did, the Republicans then called uh, the legislature into session to override Governor Cooper's veto. Right, didn't happen like that. And so that's what led to my tweet, which was figurative and not literal. But the message I was trying to send was we've got to stop you know, this when they go low, we go high stuff because uh, they'll lie, cheat and steal to try to retain power. And uh, we've played nice for too long. And certainly over that two day period, you know, the shenanigans of the other side were, were readily apparent. So that was the basis for the tweet. So here what he just said there. 
that Republicans will lie, cheat, and steal. And so we played nice for too long. And so what is he advocating there? Not he's he's rejecting what Michelle Obama said when they go low, we go high. He's rejecting that. He's saying when they go low, we go low too. So if they're going to lie, cheat, and steal, we should as well. He's literally advocating to behave precisely like the people are behaving that he's condemning. Which, again, same thing. Same, it's the consistent application of the standard, right? He's advocating that that everybody behave the same, and the same is poorly. Everybody behave poorly. <laughs> this is not a call to better angels. This is not, right? he's, he's not advocating that we rise above and be better. He's saying we need to be worse. And look, like maybe you believe that that's what is called for. This was an argument I had with a lot of Trump supporters in 2016. They said the same thing. They were tired of putting people like Mitt Romney and John McCain and Bob Dole up there and having them savaged because they wouldn't fight back. They wouldn't say the things that needed, needed to be said. It's why they love Trump, because Trump will send out these tweets these very Mo Davisy tweets, right? He'll send these things out and force people to address head on the topics that they don't want to have to address. And Trump can do that. He has done it. It's why people love him in the Republican Party, because he's doing what Mo is demanding his Democrats do. And again, it was figurative to say that we've got to quit just bending over and taking it when uh, we get shafted whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, by the Republicans. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 whoa, whoa. I may end up with an explicit warning on this podcast after all. What What are you saying? It does sound like he's using, like, rape imagery here, doesn't it? Let me back up and just replay this part again. I just got to be sure about this because I don't want to get tagged with some sort of explicit warning on my podcast. And again, it was figurative to say that we've got to quit just bending over and taking it when uh, we get shafted uh, by the Republicans. Yikes. Uh, yeah, that is what that was. Okay. Um, well, he may need to issue a clarifying statement about his statement clarifying his previous tweets. Like, I'm sorry if you got offended that I used rape imagery in order to justify violence imagery. Feel free to use that <laughs> if you need to. <laughs> uh <laughs> well, I'm a giver, you know. Uh, AVL Watchdog, the new website founded and run by a couple of retired newspaper people. Uh, they've done a series of stories about Mo Davis and Madison Cawthorn, much more on uh, Madison Cawthorn and uh, his Instagram post and uh, him as a candidate, his background and all of that. They did one story on Mo Davis that was uh, very glowing. Uh, and then they added something after the first night of the debate. When I asked these questions, uh, they threw something in there. They updated it like a day or two later. Uh, and uh, now they actually have a full story called Tweet Storm Candidate Attacks with Expletives and Vulgarity. And I just want to draw your attention. I give them praise, kudos, props to AVL Watchdog for actually doing the story. They are one of few that have actually touched this story. Now, maybe local media outlets will pick up this story that AVL Watchdog did and republish it like they did with all of the previous stories attacking Cawthorn and praising Davis. We shall see. As of this uh, recording, they, uh, the Citizen Times has still not done a story on any of this. Um, but AVL Watchdog did. And I feel the need to just point out this one sentence. Sorry, two sentences. 
The tweets surfaced in the September 4th congressional campaign debate and were then reported in the North State Journal. In the debate, Davis dodged a question about whether they improved the political discourse and exp- and responded rather with a commitment to represent and work for everyone in the district. This is me they're talking about right here. Well, they refuse. <laughs> they refuse to name me and and link to me or my website or my podcast. Right? They they didn't want to give me any bit of credit for actually doing the legwork that nobody else did. That then got this story into the public consciousness. They don't want to give me any credit whatsoever. So I know you're listening and I know you're talking about me and we both know this and I'm okay with that because I know your audience is probably not going to listen to my show. <laughs> well, they may check it out. I don't think they're going to hang around for much longer, but I, I, it's okay, guys. You're just following in the long line of many newspaper print people before you that refuse to give credit to radio people. That's just always been the way. I don't know why this is the case, uh, because I give credit whenever I'm using anybody else's material. I'm reading from their stories and stuff. I always give them credit. It's professional courtesy. I engage in it. Others do not. And I don't know what it is about print to radio people. They just really hate (laughs) ever giving any kind of links or credit to people who are in this medium. I don't know why, but that's just, I thought that was just another in a long line of hilarious omissions. I I don't understand where it comes from. Um, now, if that sounds like you with your website, you have no idea how stuff gets on there and how people uh, use it, then you need Schaefer Smith, okay? You need your website to turn up in search engine results. You want it to look professional. You want it to be user-friendly, not just for your customers, but also for you so you can keep it updated. Schaefer Smith at Schaefer Smith Design will empower you to take control of your website, and he can help you do all of the things that you may not even be uh, interested in doing, okay? Professional services, corporate, small businesses, and entrepreneurs, Schaefer Smith can help you with the graphics, the photos, an online store, search engine optimization, website maintenance, and security. He even does logos. He did mine. Go to SchaeferSmith.com. Get the most out of your website. That's SchaeferSmith.com. All right, last clip. This came from the same Facebook Q&A the other night. Uh, Why do you allow allow Madison Cawthorn to say liberal lawyer like (laughs) it's an insult? Yeah. Well, I addressed that last night. uh, And he got all offended and frustrated. And, you know, uh, uh, yeah, in the second debate, you know, he used the term liberal lawyer uh, a number of times. Uh, Hopefully, again, if you're playing a drinking game, uh, that wasn't a shot answer uh, on liberal lawyer. But, yeah. uh, I mentioned last night that, you know, he says, you know, Western North Carolina doesn't need to send a liberal lawyer to Washington to represent the people of this district. Well, in his lawsuit, you know, after he was injured because of his own irresponsibility, you know, putting his feet up on the dashboard of the car, um, when he sued, he hired two teams of lawyers uh, from Florida to represent his interests. Uh, you know, he, 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 he's not qualified to represent his own interest in court, but he wants to go represent your interest in Congress. But this, like, this doesn't even make any sense. He's trying to draw some sort of a comparison. Listen, this is so, this, this is such a lawyer thing to do. Listen. And so when it was his interest on the line, he hired two teams of liberal lawyers. And you can, you know, the, the deposition, uh, his deposition is out uh, on the web. You can find it. And if you look on there, it's got the names of the two law firms that he uh, he retained to represent him that 
that got him the millions of dollars that he's living on now. And if you look at those two law firms, look at if you look at the, the names on the marquee, the partners, uh, you'll find that in both firms, they're members uh, of the, uh, the American uh, Association of Justice, which used to be the American Trial Lawyers. But it's uh, identified, if you Google it, it's one of the, uh, the Democratic Party's most influential uh, backers. And if you go look, they've got a political action committee. You know, Mr. Cawthorn has paid them, uh, I would assume, hundreds of thousands of dollars in fees to get the millions of dollars that he's received. And his liberal lawyers who belong to this association actually are officers in that association. It has a pack. And so far in the 2020 cycle, it's donated over $1.5 million to Democrat House and Senate candidates. And one of the candidates that they have maxed out uh, in donating to is Nancy Pelosi, which is another word he liked to throw about uh, trying to link me to Nancy Pelosi. But are you following you know, this? Mr. Cawthorn, who has actually put money in the pocket of Nancy Pelosi to help her get reelected. <laughs> so I think liberals would like to thank him for what? his support of liberal lawyers uh, and liberal lawyers support we go. of democratic candidates. So uh, we addressed that last night. That's when he got all frustrated and, yeah, yeah. and interrupted and got all red in the face and had to thumb through his binder looking for the answer that his, his lobbyist, his DC <laughs> lobbyist had written God, for him. So bad. Uh, so this is so bad, dude. Like, okay, here. Is that what you were fishing for? He's trying so bad to make this connection. Like he hired lawyers down in Florida to sue on his behalf, right, to represent him in his litigation. That is a different thing than hiring somebody to go to Congress to represent a right-leaning, conservative-leaning district. Is a different thing <laughs> altogether. But Davis thinks he's making some sort of profound point with a little bit of humor thrown in. Oh, gosh, he's just so bad at this. All right, uh, that is it for this episode. I appreciate you listening. Happy Monday. And remember, subscribe to the podcast. Give it a positive review. Consider becoming a patron of the program and get cool stuff and exclusive content. All of the links are in the description of the podcast. Talk to you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone.